Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we're going to talk today about something I know our audience will really resonate with, and that is how to reopen your heart after a loss. And we've got a wonderful guest on who has done just that and has been on some grief journeys and has found hope and been able to reopen her heart. So would you introduce her today, Heidi? Sure, I'd love to. Our guest today is Eileen Robertson-Hamroff. She splits her time between Missouri and Chicago. My mother today is in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm joining you here from my home in New York City. Um, Eileen is no stranger to loss. She lost her sister when she was just 23 years old, and she became a widow when her husband died 10 years ago in a plane accident, leaving her with three young children. Today, she is a yoga instructor, a retreat leader and an angel investor, and she has written the book called Time to Fly. Welcome to the show, Eileen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell uh, our audience about how your husband died. Yeah, so it was um, 2011. So we just, um, cel- actually, I, you can say celebrated, but we um, celebrated or honored the 10-year anniversary of it in December. So it was December 22nd, 2011, three days before Christmas. And um, I had flown back east with the, we were living in um, Huntington Beach, California at the time. And my family and Brian's family were all back east. So I had flown home early with the three kids who were four, seven, and eight at the time. And we were celebrating and um, Brian was coming to join us, uh, and uh, it was a small twin-engine plane, and he was flying it. It was his total passion. It was not his career, but it was absolutely his passion, and he was flying back, and unfortunately, uh, literally two nautical miles from landing, his right engine failed, and um, he was unable to keep control of the plane, and and it crashed, so it was very sudden, unexpected. And you have three little kiddos, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, not only did you lose your husband, but you lost the person that was helping you raise your children and their father and suddenly had to grieve and then help your three little kids navigate their own grief, which must have been really hard. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, In some ways, I, I would say having them was a, a blessing. Because, you know, I, I know for myself, it, I had to keep moving, you know, I had to get off the couch, I had to, um, you know, I didn't say like, even at Christmas, you know, it was like, he, Santa can't also not come, right? We were, you know, kids leaving Santa Claus. And I was like, I, you know, we kind of had to keep going from the beginning, because we had these little kids that, um, and I say we like the family, because I clearly did not uh, move on by myself. Um, and had lots of support from family and friends, but yeah. So in some ways it was a blessing to have them. Um, 
also to disagree with me, but in other ways, it was challenging because I was dealing with my own grief and then was also trying to support them. So, um, yeah. Well, you're making a really good point because my mom and I are often with families that say, we don't feel like celebrating the holidays. We don't feel like celebrating birthdays and Christmas and all these other holidays. And like you're saying, when you have children, you, you have to, you have to sometimes because, you know, you don't want them to feel like they're being punished or they're losing out because they lost their dad. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to step up, even though it's, I'm sure it's extremely hard to go through these things. Yeah. yeah those, that first Christmas, I just, you wanted to puke the entire day. And yet the kids were like happy. And right. I was, and it was like a lesson actually, you know, for me, um, it's one of the, I share about this in the book too, but it was like one of these, like, wow, they can be happy. And the thing for them, first of all, they didn't understand the full scope of what happened because they were children, but also they were in the moment and they were excited that they got hot wheels and they were excited that they got, um, you know, the, the teddy bear they were asking for the big teddy bear. And so there was, um, although, you know, I wanted to, you know, I can barely breathe. That's what it felt like. Um, there was a lot, also a lot of joy just watching them in the moment. So, yeah. I love that in the moment idea. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wondered um, how uh, your loss of your sister, how did that inform you? Did it help you or hinder you? Did it bring up past thoughts or do you think it, uh, we survived that we can survive this? How did it go? I think for myself, I'll, you know, I can obviously only speak for myself, but I feel like, um, it absolutely helped in that, not like I was present and my sister had died 18 years prior to Brian dying. So it wasn't like the, the, the memory of her death wasn't fresh, even though she also died in December, um, but December 5th. Um, but there was some knowing that, yeah, we will get through this. It won't always feel this painful. And, um, knowing that actually did help. And I think there was also like, when my sister died, there was um, a lot of growth for myself and spiritual growth and maturity, like, uh, you know, maybe it's like, okay, it was time. And I think, you know, maybe some of those lessons and things that I had kind of grown up, I forgot. And I would say, especially spiritually, or I wasn't living day to day present to them. And it kind of had some of those things come flooding back you're like whoa how did how did I forget that again so Eileen I know that you're a yoga instructor and I'm wondering what role yoga played in your life after your losses oh yeah so I was not a yogi when my sister passed okay. um I, I was always an athlete I grew up exercising but I did not actually find yoga until um the hot yoga craze like happened and so I think Brooke who is now 17, right after she was born. So 17 years ago, I found hot yoga and fell in love and, and really started practicing. Um, and I'd been practicing consistently when Brian passed. And um, mm -hmm. there, I, this is one of those stories that's kind of hard to tell, but I, I, I think it's important. So, um, and I share the story in the book, but I, when, you know, you can't imagine going to see 
uh, your person who has passed in the casket or if you have to, you know, identify the body or like that whole idea is just awful. Mm -hmm. and um, I was wanted to puke again or throw up I was just so nervous and um, the funeral director who was taking me in to see uh, Brian's body and I I was like oh my god I mean you are not breathing you're not breathing and I'm like yogi girl like you have got to take a breath and you are not breathing and I started breathing and I'm like <sighs> like these just really deep breaths sort of out of survival, sort of out of practice. And I, and I went up to his body and I was like, oh my God, his spirit has been released. Mm -hmm. And I just felt this peace um, that I did not expect that I would ever feel seeing my husband's lifeless body. And what I, I just realized, I was like, oh my God, what, who I love, that energy, that spirit is no longer in that casing. Mm -hmm. And how did I forget that we are human beings living a spiritual or spiritual beings living a human ex 